The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. I don't see any reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. Great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, it's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? This guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about, how about hypnosis? Let's get thrown Psychosis, psychosis. Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 226 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don Delorente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. Hey. What's going on, friend? How you doing, friend? I'm very good, friend. You doing okay? Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Glad that you could join me once again for another exciting episode of the WrestleCast. Of course. Happy to be here. We're joined by... The Rawcast broadcast journalist, none other than Magnum Prime. What's going on, Greg? Uh, I'm finally back. Do you like Bruce Pritchard? Uh, well, I could take some of uh, Bruce Pritchard's newly found cash off his hands if you'd know, <laughs> like to, to donate that to a good cause. Speaking of a good cause and donating, head over to CSPN.us, click on the Keep Our Podcast Free tab at the top of the page, then do some shopping with one of our sponsors. Some of that cash will come back to the WrestleCast to help keep the WrestleCast free each and every week here on CSPN. So we'll get into the news portion of the show. Ty Dillinger, Hideo Itami, and TJ Perkins have all been released by the WWE now the first two guys they had asked for their release but tjp he was all about staying he was outspoken and he caught a stray so uh one one last time miss dd uh what's what's your gimmick my gimmick is still that i am a grown-ass woman yes yes so pour some out for tjp and uh his wwe career R.I.P. Video Game Boy. <laughs> so, Greg, in your opinion, who has the biggest upside out here in these indie streets between Ty Dillinger, Hideo Tommy, and T.J. Perkins? Uh, on the indies, uh, I would I would probably go with Dillinger. Actually, on the indies, as far as just other outside promotions outside of WWE. I would, of course, go with uh, Hideo and Tommy. Yep, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. I guess he's going back to Japan, so um, he'll be doing his thing on a streaming service near you. Next up, Arn Anderson, who has held a backstage role with the WWE since 2001. He was fired last week. Uh, apparently, there have been some things going on backstage for quite a while. There was a situation at a house show. Arn Anderson took the blame for it, and so it cost him his job. So now he's out here as a free agent. If he wants to be, you know, assume that role in another company, he can. But if he wants to go home and chill out for a minute, that's cool too. But 
you know, he was the guy who put together a lot of the big main events that John Cena had over the years. And a lot of the wrestlers were on Twitter showing their love for double A. And, you know, he helped him with so many matches and things like that. So it'll be cool to see where he lands next. Hopefully he'll do a podcast or two before he uh, decides to get a new job so we can hear some of those stories. That was the first thing that I thought of <laughs> as, <laughs> as you mentioned it. I was like, man, now we get to the podcast stories. Yeah, man, because I know that Chris Jericho said that he's wanted to interview him and he just has a hard time trying to pin him down because he's so busy. I know Stone Cold said that he's one of the people that he's got on his list that he hasn't interviewed yet that he wants to. So between those two guys, hopefully they'll be able to 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 corner him and 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 get some content from him because I know he's got some great stories from all those years of being in the business and working behind the scenes. Speaking of working behind the scenes, old brother love is back. Bruce Pritchard. He's been hired to be a part of the creative team in WWE. And he's going to have like a special advisor role where he's going to be working directly with Vince. So I guess Bruce is going to be more like the quality control guy, I guess. So, We'll see how this works out, but what a turnaround for old brother love, man. Three years, he's went from outside the wrestling business completely to having the biggest podcast in wrestling to now being back in the WWE and the role that he once had before. So I'm pretty sure Stephanie McMahon was over the moon over this. Well, you know, buy guns, be handguns, you know. It's all bullets under the bridge. Do you know the story about this, Didi? No, no, I don't. Oh, okay. I like it. So, Bruce Pritchard, you know, he's from Texas or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, people from Texas and their guns. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Bruce Pritchard was just, you know, bringing his gun to work. And one day he, <laughs> like, got into it with one of the people on the creative team, and he apparently, or it's alleged that he showed them the gun and they mm-hmm. went back and told Stephanie about it. And he had already been like him and Stephanie already hadn't already been seeing eye to eye about some stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they fired his ass. Well, I mean, you can't be bringing your gun into the office. That's, that's a little, but he's back. I mean, but then again, if you stand up there, you got a gun. Why ain't you flashing when Randy Orton was flashing his penis at your coworkers? Um, Not his problem. Mm, okay. <laughs> you better use your gun for good. <laughs> Sitting up there watching people get sexually harassed. Allegedly. Allegedly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And our final bit of news is the best damn intercontinental champion of all time, the Honky Tonk Man has been named the second inductee into this year's WWE Hall of Fame. So, the originator of the guitar smashing, the honky-tonk man is finally in. You know, Wayne Ferris has been very outspoken about what he will and won't do as far as it comes to Vince McMahon and his money. But, uh, looks like he's going to cast a check this time. Can you blame him? (laughs) So, we'll get to hear from the honky-tonk man. Who do you think is going to induct him? Jimmy Hart. Jake the Snake. 
Why they had that damn snake all the way in the video package like that? That was real disrespectful. <laughs> okay, uh, little known fact. I think this is WrestleMania. It's got to be five or six. But I think it's five. It's uh, Rhythm and Blues, Honky Tonk Man. I know where you're going. And um, Greg Valentine, they come to the ring in this pink Cadillac. Mm-hmm. Well, the person who owned the pink Cadillac, Diamond Dallas Page. Yep. Ooh. What did he charge the WWF to use the pink Cadillac? Let me drive it to the ring. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> so he's in WrestleMania five or six or whatever, and he's driving the Cadillac down to the ring. I love that. <laughs> yeah, man. DDP's like scattered all over wrestling before he even wrestled. He's got all these different appearances in all these big places. So, Ultimate Hustler. Right, right. That's our news for this week. Now it's time for Monday Night Raw in the city of Atlanta. We're going to celebrate Ric Flair's birthday. But first, (laughs) Roman Reigns. He made his return to address his battle with leukemia. Of course, he got an amazing reaction. He was very touched by it. He thanked the fans. He admitted that he was afraid to reveal his battle. But he said that the fan support made it okay and it gave him strength. He says he has a new purpose and, and he plans to use his platform to support those that need it. He says he has an update. He says that he is in remission and that the big dog is back. So, Miss Didi Jonet, mm-hmm. he didn't have a beard. Mm-mm. He had a goatee. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit slimmer. Yes, he and is. And trimmer. Mm-hmm. But he looked healthy. He looked mm-hmm. happy. Rested. Yes. Yeah. How do you feel about having your big dog back? I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm a great fan of this. Yes. I don't. You know, I still don't trust the WWE when it comes to things. So I don't know what they're going to do with him. But it doesn't matter. He's pretty. And he's back. And I'll take it. If you saw this live, uh, he did one of those uh, Rob Van Dam laps around the ring like a mm. double inch. Did you see that asshole? Oh yeah, they removed him from, from 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 the paint. The dude the dude who was mugging when like everybody in the world was trying to shake his hand and 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 tell him thank you for coming back and Yeah. Yeah, and there's this one guy being a total jerk. Yeah, they snatched him up out the front row. Good. Get oh, get away. You smell there. You're not even in the moment. Go go away somewhere. Oh, that on my damn nerves. <laughs> I was mad on. I was mad on the Twitter machine. Like, why are you? Why are you here, sir? Missing the moment. Greg, your your thoughts on just Roman being able to come back from the leukemia and uh, his prospects moving forward through, you know, kind of a tough time to come back if you're the writers, but a good time to have him back as well. Right here with WrestleMania on the doorstep. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we saw when, you know, Daniel Bryan came back, it was, you know, kind of very patchwork put together at the last minute for WrestleMania. So, uh, I mean, we we got one of your biggest stars who's, you know, certainly available again. I mean, 
you know, you do the best you can. I mean, of course, I'm, I'm happy to see uh, Roman back. Uh, hopefully, um, you know, you'll enjoy your you'll enjoy a, a much longer period of remission. And, I mean, you know, this is this is one of Vince's top guys. So I'm sure, you know, they'll push him to the moon again. Yep. Uh, can't wait to see the big dog come back, what program they're going to have him in. And then hopefully they'll let him use his real speaking voice as they found, you know, he's been really engaging in these uh, two promos that he's had. The one that he announced he was having to leave because of the leukemia coming back. And then this one where he announced that he was in remission, the most engaging and best promos he's ever cut. And he was just being himself. So maybe they can incorporate that into their style when he comes back and starts doing these promos to sell matches. We get our first match of the evening. Aleister Black and Ricochet, they're teaming up to go against the Raw Tag Team Champions, The Revival. The Revival attacked before the bell, but were quickly sent to the floor, and they both uh, got hit with dives. After the break, it was all action, and Aleister Black quickly ended things with the Black Mass. So two weeks in a row, the Raw Tag Team Champions, the best tag team on Raw, they get beat. By two, you know, up and coming NXT teams. I don't like it. This is where <laughs> you can have two jobber tag teams from NXT come up and do something on TV, get them some experience. Don't waste a revival. Let them come out there and talk trash, but don't get them beat like that. That's that's just not good. Greg, how you feel about that? You agree with me on that, or I agree with it. But it, it does seem like they have not been happy with the company. They really wanted to leave. So if there was any team that was, you know, going to take it on the chin for some up and coming talent, I'm not surprised as them, even though they are the champs at this time. But, you know, you can't you can't be you can't be you can't ha- be halfway pregnant. OK, either you want to be there or you don't want to be there. And I totally understand that. And if I'm the revival, then don't give us the belts. If you're going to beat us in the dust, then don't give us the belts. That's just disrespectful. Yeah, but at the end, hey, the, 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 the checks are clearing. However <laughs> long they're going to clear, they're clearing. So they just got to do what they got to do unless they want to just go home like Neville. You know, just peace out. Here you go. We'll send this back to your FedEx. Yeah. And they can do that, but it's going to be even longer before they can leave if they do that. Yeah, because then they can hold them to the full length. Exactly. Tough situation, man. Tough situation. So backstage, the uh, our favorite reporter, Charlie, she's back there with Baron Corbin. She's discussing Corbin's reaction to Roman's announcement that he would give up that he would have to give up the title back in October. Corbin says he was under a lot of stress. And that, you know, he really wasn't aware of what he was saying. And, you know, he just needs to make sure that Baron Corbin doesn't come across Roman Reigns. You know, don't cross my path is basically what Baron Corbin said. So everybody's favorite bartender talking tough. We get a Lacey Evans ring walk. Then Dean Ambrose interrupts Elias as well. Back to back. So they're treating Elias so bad. 
Elias eventually gets laid out by Ambrose with her dirty deeds. Natalia and Ronda Rousey, they face off against the Riot Squad in the form of Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan with Liv Morgan on the outside. Ronda Rousey got the hot tag. She ran wild. It broke down. Ronda hit the uh, Piper's Pit. Then the man arrived. Becky Lynch took out Natalia. Then we get a disqualification. Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. They beat on each other. Then they beat up police and they beat up agents leading to a big pull apart. Becky got arrested and let out of the arena. The funniest part was, don't arrest me. I need these hands. Don't arrest me. I need these hands to hold up that women's title. He's like, don't be arresting me. You need to be arresting them. (laughs) Uh, Rhonda was helping Natalia up the ramp because Natalia got knocked the fuck out. And then she doubled back around. Rhonda calls out Vince, but Stephanie comes out. Rhonda wants Becky reinstated. Rhonda wants Stephanie to get Becky out of jail and to make the Mania match. Crowd actually chanted for a triple threat, but Steph refused her request. Rousey stood up to Stephanie, and then she proclaimed that they had made the title worthless, and she left without the title to prove her point that she wouldn't be bullied around and that she wanted the match and Becky to be inside the match as well. All right, Miss Dee, you can uh-huh. have at it. Rhonda trying to get this point across uh, with all her mumbo jumbo in her uh, in her promo. It she, sounded like my recap really muddled and fuddled. It was it was very all over the place. I, I don't know what I don't know if they gave her a script or if they gave her an outline and they said just make sure you say these three things and she couldn't she couldn't do it. Whatever she was trying to do. She didn't do it. Um, SmackDown tried to make it nice on the review. They kind of edited her so it flowed a little more smoothly, what she was trying to say. But she's she's disrespectful in a way that I don't know that she means to be. But it's just like, I, like I got this belt. It's not even my type of belt. It, it's not my aesthetic. But you, ain't nobody asked you what your aesthetic was for the belt. Like, are you, are you dumb? So... You know, she just she's just different, little Ronda. I, I don't know what to do with her. Greg, for fit, do you think they should have used a trash can? <laughs> uh, yeah, that that probably would have been a bit better. Uh, but I mean, at, at this point, just 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 get it over with because it it seems like she's gonna go away after this anyway. Just just get to that point. The the promos. From her, they are not helping sell the match. Just get it over with. Vince McMahon is an evil freaking genius. (laughs) Three weeks ago, nobody wanted Charlotte Flair anywhere near this match. You fast forward to Becky getting suspended, Becky making a couple of attacks, Becky getting arrested. Now you got the Freaking fans in Atlanta going three way, three way, three way. Like what is they going did? on here? Yeah, you didn't hear them cheering for that. No. Oh you, yeah. Tri- you, you, uh, it was it was triple threat, triple threat, triple threat. That's what they were saying. You don't know how to lose the plot so quickly because no. 
Like, what is going on here? I saw Becky tear it down, and my thought was, Charlotte still has nothing to do with this. <laughs> like, I feel like it's people watching a bouncing ball move, and they don't they don't know where it went under the cup. Like, remember, you didn't want this, right? Remember, you, you still don't. No, oh, okay. It's amazing. It's something. <laughs> Jinder Mahal, he came out. He ran down Ric Flair. And then he issued an open challenge to anyone invited to Flair's party since Jinder wasn't invited. Kurt Angle answers the challenge. So Jinder Mahal versus Kurt Angle. Didi, after a distraction from the scenes, Jinder Mahal attacked and uh, controlled the action early on. Kurt Angle, he made a comeback. He hit some Germans. Then he got the ankle lock and Jinder Mahal had to tap. It's time for a moment of bliss. Finn Balor is Alexa's guest. Bliss ran down Rousey and offered to take her place before marveling at Finn Balor's abs. Fair. (laughs) Very fair. Leo Rush interrupted. Balor stirred the pot between Leo and Bobby Lashley and offered Leo an IC title shot. So we get an intercontinental title match between Finn Balor and Leo Rush. They go into some back and forth spots with some good near falls, and Leo focuses on the knee of Finn Balor. Balor manages to cut Leo off, and he hit the double stop, and he gets the win. Lashley then yells at Leo backstage for not getting him the Intercontinental title shot, which was the whole point of Leo interrupting the moment of bliss in the first place. So, G-Money, how do you feel about Leo Rush becoming a more of a wrestler than the hype man lately on Monday Night Raw and is there a you know bigger future besides him being the go between between Lashley and Finn Balor for these uh, intercontinental title matches uh I mean it probably depends on how long this program lasts uh you know I don't think it's gonna last too much longer but uh I mean I definitely think he has a, a future being the the mouthpiece, so to speak. But I really don't think it's going to last too much longer. I think they're going to pair Finn with somebody else pretty soon. Braun Strowman. He faces off against Bobby Lashley. Lashley attacked before the bell and he took early control of the match. But Braun quickly cut him off. And Braun started to run him over. And he left... Uh, the, and, you know, he left standing tall. There was no actual match because the bell never rang because Lashley is happy for the bell. Get these hands. <laughs> Seth promises to beat Brock at WrestleMania, and he's happy to have Roman back. Dean Ambrose versus Drew McIntyre in a no disqualification match. They immediately brought on the floor as Dean was out for revenge from last week, of course. Corbin, Lashley, Elias, and Drew then all arrive on the scene and beat the shit out of Dean. But Seth and Roman, they come and made the save. They clear the ring and then they leave. Seth and Roman do walk up the ramp, leaving Dean in the ring all by his lonesome. But they do look back at him like, you should be with us. And he looks at them like, yeah, maybe I should. But we don't have an official reunion yet. Do you think they can get to the Shield reunion one last time before Dean Ambrose hits the dough? I'm sure they will. At one good pay-per-view at the very least. Are, are you here for it, though? 
have they gone to it too much or are you still here for it? It'll always be cute, but I'm not here for it in particular. I got what I needed. I got Roman. I got stuff together in the ring looking like snacks. Like, I don't need too much else. But what I, what I need is no more heel turns. That's actually what I need. Like, I don't need stuff going back <laughs> to the old him. None of that. I don't need Roman talking about you thought you had a friend. Like, I don't want... No. I just Let's just keep it even. Nia Jax, she faced off against Bailey. Sasha Banks and Tamina are at ringside. Bailey fired up, mounted a comeback, sending Nia to the floor. Nia cut Bailey off and sent her into the trio world. Sasha Banks helped out, and Bailey hit the top rope elbow drop, and Bailey got the win. Now it's time for the Ric Flair 70th birthday celebration. The babyface roster is on the stage. Triple H and Stephanie are our host. There is a beautiful birthday cake. Shawn Michaels, Ricky Steamboat, Kurt Angle, and Sting were all, were all announced and then came out to the ring. Flair was finally announced following a great video package. And then we see a shot of the backstage. And we see this large gentleman dragging some poor cameraman on his knees, <laughs> telling him to get over here. We switch to what's on the cameraman's camera, and it's Batista. He's arrived, and he drags the limp carcass of Ric Flair out of his dressing room. He looks into the camera. He asks Triple H if he has his attention now. Triple H jumps out of the ring, runs to the back to try to help Ric Flair. Batista's long gone as they call for the paramedics as Ric Flair is almost dead out on the concrete floor. Well, he is the GOAT, and he will always be a champion in our eyes, which is why we have created this custom-made WWE World Heavyweight Championship belt. <laughs> so without further ado, let's get him out here. Ladies and gentlemen, the 16-time heavyweight champion of the world, the one and the only, the nature boy, Rick Flair! Hey, Hunter. Do I have your attention now? Get the doctor! Get the trainer here. Doc's on his way. Come on, Doc! Come on! Relax. 
just an uh, an amazing angle to end this week's Monday Night Raw. <laughs> I enjoyed it just because I know that all of us thought it was going to be Becky who put the boots to Rick. And they swerved us because I wasn't thinking nothing about Batista. Yes, it was masterfully done. Greg, you would have thought uh, old Vince Russo would have had something to do with that, huh? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I think you're giving him far too much credit on that. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was a nice uh, it was a nice, nice path to, to what has to take place uh, with, with him and Triple H doing a bit of business. This was a very good Monday Night Raw. Um, If you haven't heard, I don't know if we covered it, but they basically hired the whole Impact uh, TNA old um, agent force. So Shane Helms, Abyss, Jeff Jarrett, and Sonya Dutt, and they're like the new crop of agents, along with Bruce Pritchard being as like the new kind of, I guess, like I said, quality control guy. So this was like kind of a new version of Monday Night Raw. It seemed like it was faster. It seemed like it was more action-packed. It didn't have too many lulls. The matches were more up-tempo. I was impressed. So I'd give this one like an 8. Didi, you're oh, ready. Wow. I'll give it a, a, a 7. Well, Roman gives you a bonus point. So yeah, I'll give it an 8. Oh, gee, yeah, it was strong. If you watched it in real time, it was real strong. But like like I said, going into the show, with they announced Roman was going to come out and say something on Friday. They had been, you know, boosting up for a month, this Ric Flair birthday thing. So, I mean, you basically had your beginning and your end, whichever way you wanted to play it, already set up. You just had to make sure the middle was good. And they did a good job of that. So you are listening to The WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente. I'm joined by Miss Didi Jonet, our SmackDown Matters correspondent, as well as Magnum Prime, our Rawcast broadcast journalist. You can find the WrestleCast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and YouTube. So at this time, Miss Didi Jonet, I'm going to turn it over to you for your SmackDown Matters report. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Smacky Downey was, I believe it was in Charlotte. Yes, ma'am. Oh, look at me. I remember things. Yes. They were in Charlotte, and I have not pulled up the list yet. So give me seven seconds. Dance break. There we go. So, yeah, it starts with Daniel Bryan and Kofi's contract sign, and Shane and Stephanie are there to host it. Shane's putting over Kofi Huge. Daniel Bryan is looking all sad. Kofi's introduced. He takes a fan lap before getting into the ring. He discusses his first WWE. Damn, it says first title shot. FF saying in fan support. Vince arrives, gives Kofi praise, but he says that as great as Kofi is, they need somebody better, a little more interesting. There's just a better fit. And we're, Kofi's not going to be at the pay per view. And everybody's terribly sad because we stand Kofi. But the person replacing Kofi is Kevin Owens. 11 years! All I've ever wanted in this industry was a chance. And after 11 long, hard-fought years, it's happening, baby! Yeah. 
And we know that this moment would not have been possible if it wasn't for my brethren, my brothers. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. You know how we do this. My boys, the New Day. Get up. I also know that none of this would have been possible if it wasn't for all the tweets, the hashtags, the trending topics, the skywriting, the letters, the smoke signals from y'all, the WWE Universe. Y'all made this happen. You demanded it. And it fast lane, oh, it fast laid. I'm gonna do what everybody has wanted to see me do for a very long time. I'm going to beat Daniel Bryan and become WWE Champion. Daniel Bryan, if you would please make it official, would you please sign first? Thank you. Mr. Kingston, to cement your legacy officially. Please sign. Before this contract is official, allow me, Kobe, to tell you personally just how much I've appreciated everything you've accomplished over these past 11 years. Truly remarkable, truly. However, it's incumbent upon me as the chairman of the board to give all of you the highest caliber competition I possibly can. The biggest box office I can possibly give you. Therefore, Kobe, I'm replacing you. I'm replacing you with a man I've appointed that uh, is more deserving than you, quite frankly. More qualified than you, Kobe. May I present to you the man who will face Daniel Bryan at Fastlane? this late i didn't get any spoilers or anything mm-hmm. so it's like 11 15 kofi's out there he's doing all that i'm like damn thinking to myself he mm-hmm. taking too long then they put up that long video package i'm like this shit is taking too long but something mm-hmm. bad so like oh i'm getting a bad feeling mm-hmm. then vince comes out there and then he's doing his thing and he goes however and man i was like however what you mean however <laughs> It's like, oh no, <laughs> this is the worst. Um, this is masterful because you've got all the crowd behind Kofi, pissed that he has lost his opportunity, and then you swerve them with Kevin Owens, who they love more than their parents. So it was it was difficult for the fans to understand what the correct feeling was. For sure, I was one of those people. Yeah, Biggie. And Xavier Harbour, they're very, they're, they know how they feel and they're pissed. So, 
backstage, KL meets with Steph and Shane. He's like, I'm glad that Vince knows that I'm a bad bitch, but he doesn't necessarily wish that it had happened at the expense of Kofi because he knows that Kofi deserves too. So his suggestion is that he can team with Kofi and they'll face um, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan tonight. In the meantime, and maybe because it's in North Carolina, the bar have a match with the Hardy Boys. And all I'm thinking is, I knew that old man retired. That's what I said too. But Matt Hardy been hitting the gym. Mm. But was it just a one-off because it was in Charlotte? or I don't know. That? I don't know. The road to WrestleMania. The curves and the swerves. Anyway, the Hardys run wild early on. The bar quickly fight back. Cut off Jeff to take the heat. Matt gets the hot tag. Makes a comeback. Hits a twist of fate and a swanton. And they put the bar away. Because who comes out of retirement to lose? The Undertaker. Um, R-Truth versus Andrade versus Rey Mysterio. This is R-Truth's open challenge. Basically, whoever gets there first is his opponent. Andrade arrives, but Rey runs out, punches, ooh, excuse me, punches Andrade and gets to the ring first in an attempt to steal the title shot. R-Truth doesn't make good choices, though, so he allows them to have a triple threat match. Now, if you recall, a triple threat means you don't have to pin the champion to win. So even worse of an idea. However, it works out for our truth He retains the desperation roll-up on Rey Mysterio. Um, this was right after Rey hit the 619 on Andrade. He was going for both of them. But our truth is an amazing wrestler these last few weeks and he managed to get out of the way how'd you feel about aren't you saying that he want to be like his idol john cena i was like uh not in black history month like i just uh, well first of all our truth is older than him so i need you to look up to an adult first off secondly why john cena i know why open challenge but uh kevin Owen had an open challenge too our truth throw so hard throw so hard <sighs> hurts my feelings um next Charlotte comes out she's in her bad bitch heel persona she praises Vince for screwing Kofi and claims that she was anointed to save the Mania main event by Vince because she's not a criminal like Becky or a quitter like Rhonda well, that's funny. She claims that they fear her and that she is above both of them and a true champion. She says that her next stop is to go to Raw so that she can be crowned the new Raw Women's Champion since Ronda laid the title in the ring and ran home to her boyfriend or her husband. Did you know Ronda be beating people up? Like in her love life? Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. Maybe that's why she always got that man at the front row. Like, you can't go nowhere. Fuck you, BS. No, I'm joking. I'm not joking. Um, next, Ricochet and Alistair Black have another tag match, this time with Rusev and Nakamura. Um, how do we feel about Alistair's entrance? I stand. It's the bomb digger. That's not how it was in NXT, or was it? It's more smoky, and they had more candles. It was much oh. darker. Like, I don't recall ever seeing him, like, to, I guess I've never seen him come to the ring because I don't recall him coming up on no plane out of the middle of nowhere. Like, I live for that. Yeah, it's always been that way. But see, the thing about the NXT is on their stage, you can't see the crowd on either side. And they would shoot it really tight and kind of from the 
kind of beneath position. So when he came uh, up, he looked even cooler and taller. Uh, well, he's a little man. Him and Zelina like the same height. <laughs> JK, JK. So anyway, Alistair, and I actually, I like um, Ricochet's entrance as well. But Alistair Black finished Nakamura with a black mask and Ricochet took out Rusa with that. Was, wait, was that the match that had the terrible camera work? Or was that the match on Monday? Mm, one of the. I think one that was the match on. I think that's the match on Monday. This one, they caught one it. Them, okay, because one of them had, like, you could see that Alistair was doing something in the ring, and you could see that Ricochet was about to jump off the apron and do something crazy on the outside, and we only saw it on the view because the camera missed it. And I was like, "That's who needs to be arrested." Fuck what you're talking about with Becky. That's who needs to be suspended. I remember. Yes, it made me very angry. I'm having feelings on Mondays and Tuesdays. It's very dramatic. But anyway, AJ cut a promo about needing to prove that this was still the house that AJ Styles built because, you know, he's been on a losing streak lately. Brandy Orton arrived, and then he left. Um, Lacey Evans is still doing a runway walk for no reason. I don't get it. Like, she's a pretty girl, but she's dressed like the 1950s, so it's not like it's just like, I'm out here to be sexy kind of aesthetic. It's just like, I'm just here. And I don't know why. Hopefully they figure something out in the next like week. So this all like, means something. It was vaguely amusing when she did it. And then the boy from Heavy Machinery did it too. Because he was like, what the fuck are you doing? And so that was kind of funny. But like, she's not even doing it in relation to anybody in particular. Like, not in relation to women's matches or not in relation to a certain male wrestler. Like, it has, it literally has no context. And it's just like, is this what you thought was her version of Elias's gimmick? Like, when he was a drifter? Like, it's not the same thing, though. Yeah, because he had much better interactions with people backstage and stuff. Yeah, it was backstage. It's not like he just walked out and then walked back up. Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, if you're going to come out, why wouldn't you just come out and go sit at commentary? Even if you didn't go say anything at commentary, like, why wouldn't you just go sit and pose at commentary if all you want to do is be seen? Like, none of it makes sense. I don't understand. Uh, but anyway, your main event of the night is Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan versus KO and Co. Ooh, K and K. They get heat on Kofi, then always gets the hot tag. He runs wild. He pins Daniel Bryan with a Stone Cold Stunner. Um, that is how your SmackDown ended. If you had an opportunity right now to step in the ring and challenge for the WWE Championship, you telling me you would find an excuse not to because of your morality? Look, yeah, yeah, no. Nothing. You make a good point. I didn't. I didn't I, Say that Kevin Owens was at fault here. My issue is what's happened here. Okay, Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon says this is going to be a box office matchup with Kevin you, Owens and Daniel are Bryan. Are you denying that? Uh, well, have you denied what the WWE Universe is saying? Oh, oh. aren't they what determines what's a box office attraction? Kofi off the kick and a kick out. That was good. And Owens tags himself in. Kofi's taking so much punishment here in this matchup, and Owens trying to soften up his fast lane opponent. 
How intense has Kevin Owens been tonight? Wow! Perhaps since October with double knee surgery has been pining for this kind of opportunity. Kevin made some ruthless decisions in his past, but it's all in the name of his passion to be the best in this business. Dropkick connects. Oh! A big shot to Rowan. Senton to the WWE Champion. Here comes Rowan once again. Kevin Owens like a man possessed. I think you have to be if you're Kevin Owens, especially when you're dealing with Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Heads up. Cannonball. Watch out from behind. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, claw. Look at the massive hand of Rowan. Oh, Mustafa Ali's felt the wrath of that Just from Rowan. Golfing the full face of Owens, but great agility by the big man. Oh, and a super kick. Rowan's down outside the ring. Pop-up powerbomb. Cover. Oh, Owens nearly pinned the WWE Champion. Kofi. Making his way to the top. Kofi Kingston from the top turnbuckle. He comes out Rowan. Completely sacrificing himself. And now Brian tosses Owens back inside the ring. Brian and Owens are the legal competitors. The new Daniel Bryan lining up his fast late challenger. Oh, what a name. And Kevin Owens out of the corner. Oh. Stutter. Oh, hell yeah. Owens the cover. And he's pinned the WWE Champion. Kingston and Kevin Owens. Well, the questions were legitimate. Could these two coexist as a team? It wasn't necessarily fluid throughout, but Kevin Owens kept up his end of the bargain and led himself and Kofi Kingston to a victory. Twitter had feelings about Kevin using the stunner. I don't particularly care, do you? As long as he won the match with it, I don't have a problem with it. Don't be <laughs> using it as no near fall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no transitional move. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, I was at, when he hit it, I was like, oh, this is about to be some bullshit. He's about to kick out. And then he won. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm with that. I'm with that. Fair. Yeah, keep it up for the legendary moves. You know, DDTs and stunners need to be finishing moves. I agree. Especially if you do one of those crazy, you know, tornado satellite spin around three times and then DDT the dude on his head and he lands yeah. straight up. Yeah, you need yeah. to pin the dude with that. Yeah, that's definitely like end of. That should be the end of something. Yes. <laughs> right. So, how'd you feel about uh, SmackDown? Um, I don't recall feeling anything in particular. So I would definitely have to give it like a six. Like a five, seven, five. Like it didn't give me anything in particular. Maybe the lack of Becky was getting to me. It's possible. I give it like a seven. It was just under Raw to me. They were both very good. Just under Raw. So let's discuss this, okay? Let's discuss okay. the psychology a little bit. All right. Okay, after I got out of my feelings, I'm going to hold <laughs> on to this little nugget of fool's go, right? Uh-huh. Vince is going to do it to us again. All right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just got us all jacked up in the last day of Black History Month. Here he comes out to be uh what's a Leo character name in uh Django? Oh. I have oh. But yeah, him. He comes Colonel, out Colonel Racing? Yeah. Uh-huh. I forgot what his damn name is, but yeah, he comes out as him, right? 
takes uh-huh. takes the match away from Kofi, tells him, you know, he's not qualified enough, he's not entertaining enough, you know, all the normal shit you hear as a black person coming up. Uh-huh. Gives it to this white Calvin. guy. Yeah. Can, yeah, comes out as like Mr. Candy, right? Uh-huh. Then here comes Kevin Owens, the you know, obligatory white guy. <laughs> we haven't seen in months, ain't earned nothing, hadn't beat Daniel Bryan at all, right? Right. So he's gonna get this match at Fastlane. So now we all upset, right? But somehow, some way, Kofi's gonna find his way, not at Fastlane to get his title shot, but at mm-hmm. Wrestle Freaking Mania. And if he gets the title shot at WrestleMania, there's only one outcome that should happen. What? That's Kofi winning the belt. You believe that they'll do that? I think they're going to do that. I, I pray like they're going to do that. And the boys on Twitter are smoking the good crack. We got some of the hemp contact off the hemp belt. That good hemp. Like, y'all. And listen, I will be happy to be wrong. But I will put my face in Gangrel before I put my face (laughs) in Vince McMahon giving Kofi Kingston a title that's not a tag title. I just, I'm... Mm, well, good luck. again, remember our preface this as fool's gold. I'm, but I'm gonna hang on to it and hopefully it be real gold. Listen, I hope you're right and not like pie right. See, that's that's fool's, <laughs> fool's gold is pie right. See, I did good in geology. Mm-hmm. So here's hoping that Kofi Kingston gets his title shot at WrestleMania and comes out the champion when it's all said and done. That would be fun. That would be fun. It would be a moment. Oh, it would be a moment. It would be a big moment. I don't know. Well, I can have my dreams. <laughs> and if you can't dream like Ronda Rousey said, then what are you here for? Sure. So we'll move over to where people are living their dreams every day. That's NXT. Johnny Gargano, he heads to the ring and he says, it's been a pretty interesting past couple of weeks. He says as one of the newest members of Raw and SmackDown, he's been able to show the WWE Universe what NXT is all about. Gargano comments about his title match against Velveteen Dream and how he said after TakeOver Phoenix, he introduced everyone to Johnny Champion. But his first test, he lost the title. So then the crowd starts to chant Johnny Failure. He says he failed himself and all the fans and prefers the Johnny Champion chant. Gargano says he feels like a champion, but doesn't have a championship. He goes to say he realized the only reason he's had success around here was, and then Tommaso Ciampa music hits. From the stage, Ciampa says they both know Gargano is at his best when he's next to Ciampa. They proved it already on the main roster. Whenever they're in the ring together, they win, except for last week. Ciampa says he offered to help, but Gargano wanted to go at it alone and lost. Ciampa says while he's standing here with the title, Gargano is without one, but that doesn't have to be the case since the Dusty Rose Classic is around the corner. Ciampa says the winner gets a a title opportunity at TakeOver New York, the big stage, the the brightest lights. He says if they team up, they will be the champions. Ciampa holds his hand out. Gargano shakes it, Ciampa smiles, and he heads back up the ramp. So now we've got the reformation of DIY on NXT television. Hey. 
This is going to be a newer newer version of it, though, because they're going to be straight up, I guess, heels or halfway crooks. I don't know what's going to what their aesthetic is going to be, but it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Backstage, Kathy Kelly, she talks with Ricochet about him having unfinished business with the Undisputed Era, despite making noise on the main roster this week. Ricochet says he understands if he fights one member of the group, he's fighting all four. He's okay with that because Aleister Black has his back. He knows the Undisputed Era is in the Dusty Rose Classic, so he says he's off to tell William Regal that Aleister Black and himself want to be in the tournament as well. Outside, Gargano follows Ciampa, and then they bump into Candice LeRae, who isn't pleased. Yeah? Again, huh? Gargano says to trust him, but she's not happy, and she storms off. I saw this clip on Twitter uh-huh. and the guy had put when your mama tell you no but your daddy tell you yes but that's none of your business. Because <laughs> <laughs> the way Chompa slid from between them was like, mm, not my problem. <laughs> Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah they take on Tanera Conti and Zia Lee. Vanessa Bourne gets the blind tag and takes down Zia Lee and Tanara Conti. Aaliyah hits a running blockbuster, yanking Zaylee over Vanessa Bourne's knee, and they get the victory. So they're trying to build these two young ladies as a new tag team as they start working together out of the blue a couple of weeks ago. The Velveteen Dream, he's in the parking lot about to enter the building. He goes to answer a question, and the Undisputed Air rolls up on him. Adam Cole says he'll be the new North American champion soon enough. Cole asked the interviewer he should be talking to Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, who will be the next tag team champions. Dream lets him know that I don't have time for you boys, and he walks off. Backstage, Kathy Kelly, she says she's waiting for Rigo to finalize the teams for the Dusty Rose Classic when she hears a bunch of yelling in the distance and the cameras roll up on Bianca Belair and Io Shirai having a shouting match before they eventually Uh-oh. get separated. Uh-oh. Did you see this? No. Oh yeah, they're in the hallway and Io Shirai is like speaking in Japanese and they loud I... and the and Bianca Belair is like, Girl, what you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Dominic Dijakovic versus Keith Lee. Dijakovic lands a running kick that sends Keith Lee out to the floor. Dijakovic is on the apron and he looks for Asai Moonsault and he takes out Keith Lee. They both land hard on the ramp and are slow to get up. The referee starts his 10 count and neither can get back in the ring and we have a double count out. Uh, this was a hoss match. Two really big gentlemen doing really amazing athletic things. So I would suggest to anybody check that match out even though it ends in a double count out. It's a really good match. Keith Lee is amazing. Ricochet and Aleister Black, DIY, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, and Mustache Mountain are the last four teams to be announced for the Dusty Rhodes Classic. So they will be joining the Undisputed Era, the Forgotten Sons, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel, and the Street Profits. So your first round matches are Mustache Mountain versus the Street Profits, uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch versus the Forgotten Sons, DIY versus the Undisputed Era, Aleister Black and Ricochet versus uh, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel, and the tournament begins next week. Mustache Mountain versus Street Profits. Too bad they got to face each other in the first round. 
So hoping Street Profits would go far, but I don't know if they're going to beat Mustache Mountain. Mustache Mountain is the truth. <laughs> and DIY versus Undisputed Era. Oh, man, that's going to be good, too. William Regal says in two weeks, Io Shirai will face Bianca Belair, and the winner will take on the NXT Women's Champion, Shayna Baszler, at NXT TakeOver in New York. Then, in a big surprise, WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Sasha Banks and Bayley. They come out to a huge pop, of course. We get a welcome back chant. Banks says it's good to be home, and their journey to become tag team champions began right here in NXT. Bailey says the last time she and Banks were in an NXT ring together was TakeOver Respect, where they main evented Mm -hmm. in their I and Women match. Mm -hmm. And beat the shit out of each other, I remember. (laughs) Bailey says they want these titles to be the most sought out, talked about titles in all of WWE. Sasha says that they plan on taking the titles from Raw to SmackDown to NXT. Bailey tells the NXT women's locker room to step up, and maybe next time they return to NXT, they'll be defending the title. So that was a pretty cool, feel-good moment right there. Main event time, Shayna Baszler faces off against Mia Yim in a non-title match. Mia hits Baszler with the set-out powerbomb for a two-count. Mia looks to finish things off, but Shayna Baszler hits a penalty kick, and then Shayna locks in the Carafuda clutch. Mia tries to break the hold, but Baszler wraps up um, Mia's arms with her legs, and Mia is forced to tap out, and Shayna Baszler is your winner. That was a really good match. Yes, yeah, good. A really good. Like, she gave Shayna all she wanted. Good. So, you would be proud of Mia. Very, very proud. You know, I, I stand my Blasian sisters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that was NXT for this week. Um, very good episode. Check it out, as always. NXT UK, I haven't watched the match, but I may go back and cherry pick it uh, while I'm actually editing this podcast. Is uh, the champions, the grizzled young veterans... We're going up against Danny, uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. So that's uh, Zach Gibson and uh, God, what's that other young guy's name that is his partner? Uh, but yeah, they're going up against uh, One Two from NXT. I know that was a hell of a match. So I'm probably going to watch that a little bit later. Have you been checking out anything from NXT UK, Miss Didi? Uh, no, not in a in a while. But I know that that. That girl is going to debut soon. Her picture is very scary. Jazzy Gabbard? Yes. Yeah, she's back in NXT UK. They actually signed a bunch of people over the past like two weeks for NXT UK. They they are putting a lot of effort behind NXT UK. And I do, I do like it when I watch it. I really like them coffee brothers. Because, you know, they thick and they gingery, which is like all I need in life. So, yeah, I really like that show. I think he was on black people, though. They ain't no black wrestling, British wrestlers. Uh, there's got to be a couple. Yeah. There's got to be a couple. I think there was one in the um the UK, the first UK tournament. I think there was one black wrestler. Oh, well, let's get him. Actually, no, I don't believe in tokens. Let's get two. And then we'll get <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely check out the NXT UK product. I know we don't review it here on the show, but 
when they have some standout matches, we'll definitely talk about them here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. At this point, Miss Didi Jonay, I'll turn it over to you for your thank you, shout outs, and all those good things. Uh, shout out to Mel because Mel always gets shout outs. Shout out to you. Shout out to Samuel. Shout out to Greg. Um, shout out to everybody who's been tweeting. Shout out to everybody who has been tweeting how terrible that female wrestler is at the talking part of the job because she is horrific. So all my people who I've been talking about that, people I've been talking to today, shout out to all y'all. So that'd be like D Lovely 179, Callan Daniel, OAW Report. Um, yeah, Liberian Superstar Crystal. So on and so forth. Shout out to all of y'all. All right. I'd like to give a shout out to Miss Didi Jone, also to Magnum Prime, Mr. Samuel Kalunga out there in the world. I'd like to give a shout out to Mr. Classic Materia. Hope he's doing well. Give a shout out to Mel because Mel always gets shout outs. Give a shout out to everybody who's on the WrestleCast, uh, live tweets, broadcasts, SmackDown Matters. Give a shout out to all the WrestleBays and members of the GLOW. Remember to head over to our Patreon page. Become a backstage pass member so you can listen to the dark match, which are basically the pre and post show conversations that we have before we record these podcasts. Sometimes we talk about wrestling. Sometimes we talk about just what's going on. Sometimes Dee Dee tells us what she's making for her keto <laughs> diet. But it's always a cool little extra bonus part of the show that you can check out over on patreon.com forward slash CSPN media. And uh, there's actually more than just uh, dark matches up there. There are some things from Note to Score and some exclusive content from other podcasts as well. So please check that out over on the Patreon page. For Miss Didi Jone, I'm Don DeLorente. And for Magnum Prime as well, this has been episode 226 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. I miss y'all. I'm serious. I miss y'all. There is no other job like this. There's no other fan base like you guys. And I've said this before, I'm a man of faith. I've always believed in God. I've always believed that he's favored me and looked out for me. But but I'm not going to lie, before my announcement in October, I was terrified, y'all. I was scared. I was insecure. And I didn't really know if I wanted to share that secret with the world. I was scared to tell everybody because I didn't know how you would react. And thank you. By the time I got home, the outreach, I mean, between people texting me, calling me, tweeting me, Instagramming me, Facebooking me, if there was a way to get to me, y'all figured out how to do it. that overwhelming support that you gave me, it gave me strength, it gave me new life, it gave me a new opportunity, and it gave me a new purpose. You see, here in WWE, a lot of your purpose as a young superstar is to win titles and to climb that mountain and to achieve the top and to put your flag in it, and that's still very important, but for me, the only thing that is important that I have the ability to step foot in this ring every single night. (laughs) 
And if I can do that, I'm going to use this platform, this giant WWE platform that is global and the whole world can see it. I'm going to use it to raise awareness. And I'm going to use it to support those who are in need just like I was. Well, we advertise it as an update, so should we get to the update? The good news is I'm in remission, y'all. That being said, the big dog is back! So before I go, I'm going to say it probably a whole bunch more times, but I'm going to say it one last time. Thank you so much, y'all.